Good afternoon, morning, night, whenever you downloaded this. Right now, time-wise, it is uh, 5.45. Fact fans. And we're just about to finish the show, but I'm fairly sure that nothing massive is going to happen between now and the end of the show. So why not record the intro for the podcast? Here it is. Here's a podcast of some uh, radioings that happened earlier today. Enjoy. On Tuesday, the 24th of August, the day after the Love Island final, and if you don't want to know the result of who won, I think you're probably correct. Well done. Good on you. Hello. Good afternoon, Steve. How are you to this day? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you, Steve, from up me? Oh, that, that looks too bad. I've seen an amazing story in the main news. Mm. Uh, a couple in Shropshire had um, a helicopter in distress and it landed in their back garden. Ooh. Um, right, so the, who popped out? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise <laughs> popped out in Shropshire? Yes, yeah. They, they were filming the Mission Impossible film. Yeah. I've got the details down. Apparently, over the weekend, I crashed a train over into my quarry, like the old um, Back to the Future 3. He watched the scene, and I think, I think it was a day later, he got into, his helicopter got into a bit of trouble over the weekend. And he, he, he apparently tried to land in somebody's garden. And he picked his person up and uh, landed in the back garden. So I went out and said, what the hell is the helicopter in my back garden? Yeah, you would. And the, yeah. Tom Cruise got out into the, uh, the helicopter and apologised. said, my helicopter has a technical problem. So he took a photograph of them. Right, and he actually took them up in his helicopter and gave them a ride around the area. I mean, you know, if someone had just crash-landed their helicopter in my back garden and they offered me a helicopter ride, I'd be like, yeah. you're all right, thanks, I'll get him one that works. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, health and safety, public service broadcasting and all that. But OK, we're up to date with Tom Cruise news. Therefore, we don't need Larry on the show. In the papers today, then, Gabby Roslin. You know TV presenter Gabby Roslin? Do you remember Gabby Roslin? Apparently, she's getting fed up because of the car that she's bought. She owns a Toyota Prius, and she is sick of people climbing into the back of her car thinking it's an Uber. Oh, that's got to hurt, hasn't it? Not just the annoyance from being a Prius driver, but imagine your TV's Gabby Roslin. People must get in and think, oh, work's dried up, has it, since Big Breakfast? Sorry about that. It's harsh, though, isn't it? She says, uh, they literally get into the back of the car and I've said, could you please get out? I'm not an Uber. And it keeps happening. I worry about this because I, now I'm an eco-friendly kind of guy, I drive a hybrid. As in a hybrid car, not one of those. Like, what do you get if you cross a sheep and a kangaroo, a woolly jumper? Not one of those. But I do worry about that for so many reasons. Because if I'm in a hybrid type thing and it's a Toyota jobby thing and next thing you know, some strange person might get in and think I'm an Uber. And I'm not like Gabby Roslin. I don't think I'd straight away say, get out. I think I'd ask how much they're willing to spend first. I think that's... It's a big part of me that I just look at the time and be like, oh, I could probably fit this in. I've no idea where they're going, but neither have actual Uber drivers, so... Read that story about uh, Gabby Roslin. People keep getting in the back of a car thinking she's an Uber driver. Because of the car she drives, not just because, like, oh, it's probably what you do for a living now. And I was saying, if someone gets in the back of my hybrid, I might actually be like, go on then, go on then. I've got a mask in here somewhere, I'll wear that, go on then. Thank you to Martin, who said, Steve, if you're desperate for money and willing to be a driver, McDonald's needs some of their milkshake delivering. Oh, that's true, isn't it? So, we've talked about this a lot on the show. First, they came for our Kentucky Fried Chicken, and we said nothing, because our mouths were full of chicken. Then they came for our Nando's. 
and we said nothing because we were busy having some peri-peri in the face. So there's a double chicken shortage and now apparently McDonald's has a shortage of um, milkshakes. If, According to experts, if these shortages go on, we could all get healthier and live longer. It's terrifying, isn't it? Absolutely terrifying. I'll tell you who I feel sorry for in, in all of this. It's the boys. Because they're not going to know where the yard is. I think Jason found an alien story for us. Beautiful work. So in the news today, there's a story of a, a bloke called Philip from... Uh, he's British, and he's recounted the story of when he was abducted by aliens. I was abducted by reptilian aliens and strapped to a bed naked, claims man. Okay. So, this is a guy called Philip. He said he was taken aboard this spaceship in 1989 near his home in Bedfordshire. Strange facial features and oddly worrying um, bodily uh, appearance. The people of Bedfordshire are known for making whatever they make there. But, right, so what happened was this guy said he was abducted by aliens and that's why he was strapped naked to a bed. This is clearly just someone who's got caught out on a bed and came up with an idea. Oh, it's aliens, aliens. But then it says, him and his twin brother both ended up in a trance. If I've got a twin brother, I'd be using that as my go-to excuse. Oh, no, it wasn't me. No, it was, uh, I'm not me. I'm my twin. Sorry. That's how I get away with it. I'm less worried about being abducted by aliens. I'm slightly more worried about those radio signals that are being detected from deep space. Because if ever that ends up on 107.5 megahertz, it'll break into this radio broadcast. And I'll be sat here talking to myself like an absolute fool, like a guy from Bedfordshire strapped to a bed. But I don't think we need to worry about it yet. I mean, so far, been no signs of any interference with the... Earthlings, we have been monitoring your radio broadcast to learn about your species. How has your McDonald's run out of your Earth milkshake when they sell beef burgers? Why didn't they milk the cows first, silly humans? But then if I ended up Bedfordshire area, I suppose, uh, you know, that's what you have to do to pass the time, isn't it? In the papers today, three Russian women synchronised swimmers at the Olympic champions. Uh, they say the secret of their success is not shaving their legs. And I just wanted to mention that because that can't be the secret of their success. Because I am not a successful Olympic synchronised swimmer. And I haven't shaved my legs in weeks. So I think they need to look into that a bit more. But the main story I wanted to address today is that of a tortoise. A lumbering giant tortoise, as it says here, which caught and killed a bird. Experts said the slow-mo attack, which took seven minutes, uh, shows that the the beast is a practiced killer. Who would have thought that a tortoise could be such a beast? Nature, red in tooth and claw and teeth. Is that what they have? I don't know. But here's the thing, and I don't want to, I don't want to be harsh to any of the bird's relatives listening. I'm sure it's very sad for them, but... If you get caught by a tortoise, it's kind of your fault, isn't it? You've got some responsibility for not getting out of its way. I mean, I know ordinarily it's all about the tortoise and the hare, and at least in that story, the tortoise just beat the hare in a race. <laughs> that could have been worse, couldn't it? And then at the, the finish line of the race, the tortoise slowly walks over that chequered flag area, wiping... A little bit of fur from his mouth. Come, mm. anyone seen that hair? No, that didn't overtake him anywhere. Mm. Ugh, and then burp out a little bit of hair. 
so there we go next time you see a tortoise be careful they are deadly and if you can't outrun it it's your own stupid fault stereophonics the way they say nice it's a little bit have a nath day have a nath day it's like being served by a generation z person uh afternoon i'm steve we did talk about there's a new story of um look away if you're going to be upset by these kind of things a tortoise killed a bird i don't know why he looked away it's the radio it doesn't really help does it but Thank you for your communications on this. Ted in Elm Park says, Afternoon, Steve. Tortoises are fast and vicious, and they lull you into a false sense of security. Always watch your back. Oh, is that what it is? So they're kind of creeping up like a cat stalking you. And then, as soon as you blink, they move. Like the Doctor Who weeping angel thing. Well, that makes sense. Uh, Smudger in Dagenham says, Hi, Steve. I once had a giant tortoise. He sometimes caught birds, and also he once caught a chimpanzee. My wife would say to me, Oh, no, that tortoise has just been at the Finch and Chimps again. This is a serious radio phone-in. And then also uh, on the email, on air at time1075.net. Afternoon, Steve, says Nicky. Oh, you well, on the topic of the tortoise killing the bird, we had a visitor in the house last week, a sparrowhawk. A sparrowhawk in the house? Scared the life out of me, says Nicky, as it flew between our living room and kitchen. Our other half managed to get it and then release it. Uh, it was at that moment that her daughter yelled down the stairs that we've got a bird in the bathroom. It chased the sparrow into the house. Well, of course it would, wouldn't it? It's a sparrow. Makes sense. I wonder why it went in there. Uh, showed me that Snow White lies because they don't help around the house. Oh, oh, look at the picture. Struth. Although on the plus side, if you'd have got rid of the sparrow but kept the sparrow hawk, you wouldn't have any more, had any more sparrows coming in the house. You would have had bird poo everywhere, but you wouldn't have had sparrows coming in the house. If you've just joined us, where have you been? We've been talking tortoise news. It's not even shocking that I've said that sentence, is it? It's exactly the kind of thing we would talk about. The story in the paper today of a tortoise that caught and then killed a bird. And I'm probably... I know you shouldn't victim blame. But the bird could fly off. Quickly. Like... So anyway, I just think some of the blame needs to be carried by the bird. It's not going to sue me now, is it? Um, Jane says, Hi, Steve. My mum's friend had a tortoise called George. When my mum used to call him, he would run down the garden to greet her. I kid you not, says Jane. I never knew tortoises could run, but this one did. Run? Was it downhill? Was it off a wall? Uh, My mum would pick him up and kiss him on the head. He loved it. Ah, well, it's only mum. Listen, if, um, I will, if you, has anyone actually ever had a tortoise? My parents had one when I was growing up, but I was too young, so I need to get some verification on this. How quickly does your tortoise shift? Martin gets in touch and says, Hi, Steve, my mum had a tortoise, but it didn't move that fast at all. But it was an ashtray. Aww, poor thing. Aww, although I suppose if you're a, a bird listening right now, it's funny, isn't it? Probably start smoking just to enjoy it. Right, we're swiftly running out of time to try and cover all of the pointless news that's in the papers. Like this one. Drinkers are shunning traditional snacks, such as pickled onions. Oh, dear. And salted nuts. For trendy nibbles like olives and halloumi fries, according to a study. And it's people up north who are more likely to get some of these fancy ones. And it says on the list here of uh, baked crisps. I'm I'm never too happy about vegetable crisps. I like vegetable crisps. I think they taste better than potato crisps. But 
they also look more like popui, which means if I'm accidentally hungry near popui, more likely to give it a shot just in case. Smells like it's potpourri, but um, no, it tastes like it's potpourri. So do you go for any particular fancy snack with your beverage? They've listed here popcorn, biltong. I do like a bit of biltong, but also I'm aware that it makes me all fancy, doesn't it? I mean, when I was growing up, if someone said, do you fancy some biltong? I'd be like, no, and who's Bill? Get him out of here. Although they list halloumi fries, I do like halloumi. Because it's a cheese and it makes the inside of your head sound like someone's cleaning windows in there. I mean, that's entertainment and food, isn't it? Nicole in Bexley Heath says cream cheese smothered in sweet chilli sauce and then dip crisp nachos etc in it. Nicole, that sounds like an absolute crime scene. Oh, cream cheese with sweet chilli sauce. Oh, it's like special effects in a movie. That one. Uh, Jane says, hi, Steve. I can remember a pub called Burgundy Benz. Uh, me and my work colleagues used to go there in Clerkenwell, and it had sawdust on the floor. You didn't eat that, did you? I mean, I know it's low calorie, but come on. Uh, oh, and a beer was served in pewter tankards. They used to have what looked like broken Jacob's cream crackers and carrot sticks on the bar. No, always a bit dodgy, though, as you never know, had been helping themselves. Also, if it was just broken crackers and carrots, someone had been sick, hadn't they? I, don't, I know, if you're eating, I apologise, but that's clear evidence of rop-up. But anyway, before we move on, I will say two things. One, Jacob's Creams Crackers, my new campaign in life is to get them to make them smaller. Why don't they make them mouth size? Because they make them so big you have to bite them, and they do not stand up well to a bite. But anyway... You've done it. You've made it to the end of the podcast. Just so that I share the pain with you, yesterday I actually went for a run whilst listening to yesterday's podcast. And actually, I think the time flew by. It barely felt like it was 20 minutes. I mean, the whole podcast was about 14, but stretched out to about 20 just through the suffering. Not necessarily just because the running, but, you know, it's not. I think it's not a bad option if you've got a little bit of a run left to do. But I would say that, wouldn't I? I want people to listen to this. Uh, spread the word. Uh, tell people about the podcast if you enjoyed it. Leave a good review on iTunes. Subscribe, social media, all the usual stuff. Smash the like button. Until next time, bye.